Now, have you done all this bootstrapped with course revenue? You just reinvest it? Yeah, all of this is bootstrapped. Absolutely all of it. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hey folks, my guest today is Daniel Fazio. He's built an Instagram agency by sending cold emails and then transitioned into an agency that sent cold emails for other people, made a cold email course, and then made software apps for those who bought the course and other cold emailers. Daniel, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, man, I got you. All right, so the software tool that you've built inside of this smart distribution system is called Clean Leads with a K, cleanleads.com. Help us understand if people pay you that SaaS fee, what are they getting? So what happens with Clean Leads is whole bunch of tools. And the most important one is a Chrome extension that lets you scrape emails from any kind of LinkedIn search. And it works on normal LinkedIn, works on Sales Navigator. So any any of that, that's really the main tool of it. There's another tool that's extremely useful in that you can take a list of domains and select particular job titles that you want to scrape emails from. So you have like a thousand domains that you want to find the direct decision makers of. Plug that in, choose the exact strings of the job titles you want, founder, CEO, owner, Spit it out, click it in, and then bam, there you go. Like just spits out the whole CSV. How have you set up sort of the server infrastructure to be able to scrape LinkedIn in this way without setting off their internal red flags? So Clean Leads is a white label. And then Contact Ecom is pre-built. Like not pre-built. We made contact we made contact ecom. And then we're also coming out with a mailing app and we're making that ourselves too. Okay, didn't answer the question. My question is, how are you pulling leads and information off LinkedIn without setting off LinkedIn's? I mean, they, they, they publicly talk about they don't want people doing this. So when people are doing it, great. If you figure out a good way to do it, wonderful. But how are you doing it? I have no control of the infrastructure of Clean Leads. I have no idea how it does it. It's a straight white label. Oh, got it. You bought someone else's software and you white labeled it. Yep, exactly. Oh, I see. Got it, got it. Who are you white labeling? SellSaaS. SalesSaas.com. SellSaas. Spell it. S-E-L-L-S-A-A-S. SellSaas.com. Got it. So this is, yeah, I've heard of these guys. Mm-hmm. This is basically, they, they will not, if you don't, if you're a great marketer and you love the SaaS business model, but don't want an engineering team, they'll give you a tool to go sell. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. But the only problem with that is your sale value is going to be a lot lower. Way lower. Uh, yeah. because, you don't, because you don't, but you could, if you get enough you know, commission, revenue take, eventually invest and just create your own replica to to this, right? You've sort of de-risked launching a SaaS company. So let's talk about what I think you're probably really good at, which is distribution. How did you get your first 10 customers on clean leads? 
Yeah. So this was super easy because I built this Twitter account with 34,000 followers and I had a course. But what was happening was I was referring people out to other software apps that I didn't own. So I was like, why am I doing this? I could just make these SaaS myself. So I've been going down the line using to scrape emails, different kinds of niches to scrape emails, and you can send emails. So just going down the line and picking up every single function of the entire cold email system. When did you launch? When did you get your first paying customer on Clean Leads? That was in December. Okay, got it. So just it's you know 2020, but you know that was at six, seven, eight months ago, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, what are you doing today in terms of monthly recurring revenue? We're at about twenty thousand MRR. Okay, wow. So nothing to twenty thousand. Now I imagine churn is crazy high on something like this. What is your churn? Yeah, churns at about twenty two percent. And so, what are your thoughts on that? Are you actively trying to decrease it? Yeah. So what I've been really focusing on is trial conversions. So we did this thing that I, that's been working extremely well to increase trial conversions. And every time someone signs up, I have an account manager and he sends them an email says, Hey, what are you trying to scrape? I'm going to show you how to do it. So they'll come back with a niche. And what he'll do is he'll make a loom video showing exactly how to do it. So that's increased trial conversion, like a lot from 20% to 40%, something like that. And when you say 22% churn, that's monthly churn. Yeah. So you'll circle through your whole customer base basically every five months. Mm-hmm. Yep. For the ones that are, when you sort by the ones that are sticky, that have paid you for more than four or five months, what are the patterns you see in that cohort? Well, what I've been doing is I recently integrated Hyros. You know what Hyros is? I don't. Yeah. So Hyros is an ad tracking platform and it lets you look at the LTV of all your customers and every single product they bought from you. you. Spell it. So what I like, H-Y-R-O-S, it's owned by Alex Becker. So now what I can do is see, okay, you bought my course here and then you bought this software app this many days after you bought the course. And then you bought this one and then you bought this one. You can basically see the whole journey of each customer. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. So you're using Hyros. I see Alex's ads all over the place on YouTube. I did not know he was getting into the SaaS space. So this is kind of cool to discover. Um, how did you get those first hundred customers? You said it was easy. I had 34,000 people on Twitter. Okay, well, that's not easy, right? So like, how did you build the audience on Twitter? All right. So Twitter is really interesting in that. So you start out with zero followers. Your first function is to do Russell Brunson's little dream 100 thing. You need to post a lot of value, have threads, make a giant pinned thread on your profile, just give an absolute ton of value. And now what you're doing is you're finding other big accounts that also post value and you're liking their stuff and you're commenting on their stuff and you're retweeting them and you're sending them a DM occasionally and you're trying to make friends with them. Because what happens is they start interacting with you back. And then their followers see it. And then you start growing it in a compound. And so what is your account on, on Twitter? What's the username? It's Black Hat Wizard with two Ds. Got it. Okay, got it. Um, wizard. Cool. So, so you use this. And this is where once you signed the deal with Sell SaaS and got clean leads set up, what did you do? How did, did you tweet something? Was it an email blast? What? No. So what happened was I just put it in the course. So as you're, as you're getting the course buyers and they're going through the course, then they'll just see, oh, you have to use clean lease to do this. And so let's go now into the course, right? So how much does the course cost? Course is $215. And when did you launch the course? In May of last year. So it's been about a year. Okay. How much total sales? Just over half a million. Okay. 500K there. And how much of that do you pay back out to affiliates to drive traffic? affiliates aren't really a huge part of it. It's primarily all driven by me. So it might be like, it's probably like 10% of total sales or something to affiliates. Okay. What was your cost on the revenue? Are you running ads or how did you sign up? How did you have a million in sales? 
No, no, no ads. That's entirely from Twitter. All half a million of that is from Twitter. Okay. Um, people won't believe you uh, when they hear you say that. So be more, <laughs> be more, be, get more specific. Otherwise people are going to go, this guy's full of shit. I don't believe these numbers. Okay. If you go, if you, there's this guy in Gumroad, top core seller named Chris Johnson. He posts his sales numbers. If someone doesn't believe me, people don't understand the, the sheer buying power that people have on Twitter. This guy makes $200,000 a month from his courses. I've made half a million. And it, dude, 34,000 people on Twitter, you only need, so you get 3,000 of them to buy your course. That's a ton of money. That's that's not an unrealistic ex- expectation. I'm scrolling through your Twitter right now, and I do not see you posting your sales metrics anywhere with a screenshot. Why haven't you done that? I feel like that's kind of a, a scummy way to get sales for it. And this is the first time I've ever actually revealed the amount of money the course has made. And, and why is that scummy? You've retweeted other people posting their screenshots of their sales revenue, like you did with Twitter user J underscore Alexander 96 called Hoop. Would you like me to send you a screenshot of my? No, but I want to understand how you drove the revenue because I don't believe you just put up a tweet and it came out. I think you're doing some very tactical things that I want to learn. So, so how did you actually drive those sales? Okay. So here's what happens when you say you get a course buyer, right? Some amount of people are buying your course. And now what drives all of the sales are testimonials exactly like what you saw right there. Like I just retweeted that guy and he posted his revenue that he made. So what happens is you need to get all these testimonials and just pump them out. So what you do is you email your list and be like, hey, if you've got success from this course, could you please post a testimonial in exchange? I'll give you something of value, whether that be like a consulting call or another course for free. And then people, you have this flow of testimonials and you keep retweeting them over and over and over again. Now you leave your course link in the bio of your Twitter. So got it. So just to be clear, most of the sales, all the sales that you've gotten, the 500,000, if I click that fitly link in your Twitter profile, it's called cold email mastery on Gumroad. You have a bunch of different pricing plans. They've all come through here. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Got it. And explain to me how you structure the pricing 215 for cold email mastery. You add on some scraping emails from Instagram. Now it's 285 and then you upsell from there. Yep. So it used to be just an ebook and it was like 30 something dollars and the whole function of it was to get agency clients for done for you cold email. And then what happened was people were buying it just to do it themselves, which is fine. And then they had questions about particular things. Hey, how do you do this? So I add a video and then raise the price, then add a video and raise the price, add a video, raise the prices, keep going over and over and over again. Yep. And so how many total people have bought? Just over 4,000. Okay. Over 4,000. Interesting. I mean, this is, I mean, Clearly, you, I mean, you, you must understand that this is unique and interesting, especially for SaaS founders that maybe don't understand the marketing. They're going, this guy used Twitter account to get 500 grand of sales and 4,000 people purchasing. Um, just to be clear, you did not spend any money on ads driving traffic to this page. Only retargeting ads, and that's at $10 a day. And okay, I didn't start doing that until three months ago. Does Gumroad let you, where are you pixeling the user? You, in Gumroad, you can go into the settings and advance, and then you can put a Facebook pixel and Google Analytics tag. I didn't know that. Okay, so Gumroad enables you to cookie the user. Mm-hmm. Okay, why only 10 bucks on retargeting? I imagine there, there's like room to scale that and still get a positive return on ad spend. Yeah, but the, the, like the 60-day, the, the amount of people you can pixel now with iOS 14, it's not a lot. So it might be like, oh, I can get an audience of like 3,000, and then the frequency is going to be at like seven a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to make the frequency too high because then I'm just annoying people. 
Yep. And you really increase the pricing of this because if I take 4,000 sales divided into half a million, that's an average ticket price of about 125 bucks. There's nothing near that right now on the pricing. So you've drastically increased these prices. Yeah, absolutely. What did you start at? What was the cheapest option at the start? It was like $30, something like that. Okay. So look, I, I like this, right? I mean, this is the whole approach of like, it's, it, you're not paying for distribution. You've actually made a business out of the distribution channel. So what is the point where you say, okay, I'm now introducing clean leads. I'm introducing a software product. So this is, this is at this point, I was sitting here in like December and I was like, you're referring out all of these people to these other companies and they might give you really shitty affiliate deals. And I've structured this entire funnel just like Russell Brunson. So it's like I said, Russell Brunson earlier with the Dream 100. I'm just doing exactly what he does. Okay, the, the Dream 100, as described in his books, is you go follow the top 100 people in your space on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you want to build an audience, you engage with them to build audience. That doesn't answer the question of where in your sales process after you sell a course, do you introduce the paywall to go purchase the software? Okay, so it's videos in the course and they might organically go to it. And then I send emails after basically saying like, hey, here's all the resources that are in the, in the course. I see. Okay, and how many folks are on your email list today? That's uh, just over four. It's like 4,400 or something. 4,400. Okay, so just basically the sales. Yep. Are you yeah, doing- I don't like I don't like getting, I don't like giving like free stuff and getting getting like a free lead magnet or something. Cause then you have an email list of people who don't buy anything. Like if you're going to, if you're going to make some kind of magnet and it's like, you might as well like make it like $5. Cause now you know the buyers. Are you doing I any mean, cold people- emailing using your own tool to sell your own course? What's that? Are you doing any cold emailing to sell your own course? No, no. I, that's a strange way. The only, the only thing you should send cold emails for is if you're selling some kind of high ticket B2B service. That's the only reason you should send cold emails. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. Um, so what are you more excited? I mean, talk to me guys in a month, right? So we know what you're doing on the SaaS side in a month, about 20 grand in MRR. What will you do in the next 30 days? Or what did you do in the last 30 days on course sales? The last 30 days, the course has done like, uh, 20, 24,000. Okay. Now the next step is coming out with a mailing app. And I've been working on that for like four months. That's you been mean like MailChimp or active campaign. No, like MailShake or a lem list. So a tool specifically email tool specifically for cold email. Mm-hmm. What is and cleanly you, clean leads? Is, it's not built into that. No, no. Clean leads is just for scraping emails. And so is contact ecom. So wh- when are you going to hire your first developer so you can own more of the economics, right? Build your own thing that you own hundred percent of and build real valuation or, you know, real enterprise value. Yeah. So I have a CTO and he just manages the dev team. So he owns 30% of contact ecom. He's going to own 30% of the mailing app as well. And then he manages the whole dev team and I just do the marketing. How many people are working? I mean, but you don't need a dev team on clean leads, correct? Because it's no, no. white labeled. So where is the developer? Where are the developers spending time right now? They're all working on the mailing app right now. And there's, ah. I think there's five of them right now. Okay. W- will the mailing app replace clean leads? No, no. The mailing app is just for sending emails. So it's like a whole vertically integrated ecosystem of cold email stuff. Yeah, no, I understand that. But one of the parts of that ecosystem you do not own. Uh, I'm wondering why you didn't rebuild that first before building the mail sending tool. What, which, which part? Which part are you talking about? What do you pay sell SaaS to white label clean leads? Oh, 20%. Okay, that's my point. Right. There's 20% margin there on all those sales, right? So 20 grand a month in revenue there, 10% is two. So there's four grand a month in revenue that you could claim back if you built your own tech that replicated clean leads or the, the version from sell SaaS. I'm wondering why you're not doing that first. That's just sheer mental capacity. It just takes time. So like, for instance, I have this whole dev team working on working on the mailing app and it's like, that's just what we're going to focus on, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Does sell SaaS not have a mailing app that you can white label too? 
No, they do, but it sucks. I hate it. It's absolutely miserable. So if you send cold emails, there's a very particular way it needs to be set up. And the, the, way, the one they have is just dumb. Like it sucks. Interesting. Okay. So 20,000 bucks in MRR and how many customers are on the, on the just SaaS platform right now? Um, clean leads to 200 something contact ecom has like, I think it's close to 200. Okay. So 200 customers paying about a hundred bucks a month is where 20,000 bucks a month via clean leads revenue comes from. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we already talked about churn numbers. Now, have you done all this bootstrapped with course revenue? You just reinvest it. Yeah. All of this is bootstrapped. Absolutely. All of it. That's great. Love that. And how old are you? I'm 23. What do your parents think? They love this stuff. <laughs> they think it's really interesting. I was always selling stuff when I was a kid too. So it was just the natural progression of what would have. Yeah. That does not, I can just feel your hustle on it. That does not surprise me <laughs> at all. Um, got it. Okay, cool. So you're building the additional application. We understand this business. You're pouring all the course profits back into the new dev team. Um, what else, anything else that I should have asked that I haven't already? Um, in terms of other SaaS founders, growing their SaaSes. I feel like a lot of them will spend an absolute ton of time making these giant support articles and all these videos when you guys could just package this up in a course and use that as your front end offer. And then maybe break even and say it's like a $50 course, you get $50 purchases. Now that just paid for your aspen. now you get free users. Mm-hmm. I don't know why no one else does that. That's what Russell Brunson does. So just copy that. It works. Let me ask you another question. Um, if you add up all of the refunds you've processed in the past year, what's just the total number of refunds on the course? It's got, it's, it's extremely low. It doesn't happen a lot. And I give refunds for absolutely any reason. So I'll say like, I'll say on the page, 60 day refund if you don't get a sale. But if someone asks for any reason whatsoever, I'm just going to do it. And that's for every single product that happens. Because what will happen is you don't give someone a refund, they might get mad at you and then they hate you. And it's just like bad energy. So if someone asks for a refund, it's like, here's a refund, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then are you having to go in and update this course like every month with new content to keep keep it fresh? Yeah, yeah. All the time. I always got to go and change back pages. And that's the annoying thing about having a course. And then I'll have other people come on too and talk about their tactics. So let me, I mean, look, I'm just going to post them here, right? Guillaume already has a great community at Lemless. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you've got Sujin with a three kiddos running around down here in Austin and beautiful cars and Mailshake. He does not have a strong community as Lemless. Why don't you just approach Sujin and say, let me basically run community but I'm going to get great economics. I'm going to bring in basically my course into you, these tools into you and, and go together. And then it's you guys versus, versus Guillaume and Lemless. That would be smart. That That's that's an angle. Have you but talked to Sujin? I've talked to him about affiliate deals. I have an affiliate deal with Melshake right now. I don't know if he knows I'm making this one. He's probably seen on Twitter because he follows me. Yeah, I mean, Guillaume might hear this and say, I, I want to do this, but Guillaume is very good at building community. So um, interesting. This is great. Cool. Listen, rooting for you. This is a hell of a story. Um, I'd be very curious to see like how, you know, if you end up moving more exclusively in the SaaS space where the economics are better, churn hopefully gets lower over time. We'll see what happens. But in the meantime, let's wrap up here with the famous five, Daniel. Number one, favorite business book. Um, Jordan Belfort's Way of the Wolf. Wow. I'm surprised it was not Expert Secrets. (laughs) Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, G. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Mm-hmm. I rose. Real quick on, on G and Lemless, would you have taken the $85 million deal? Yep, absolutely. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven and a half. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Single. Okay, and you said you were 24, 22? Yep. No, I, I just turned 24. I don't know why I said 23. I'm just stuck in that 23. No, you're a good man. Hey, happy late birthday. Thanks, man. Uh, what do you wish you knew when you were 20? 
Ah, uh, I wish I knew about this. I wish I read Russell Brunson stuff earlier. <laughs> wish I read it. Guys, th this is the perfect example of building a distribution channel first, making it profitable, and then backing your way in a low cost way into SaaS business first by just white living someone else's tool and then basically investing in your own tool over time. We will see, can Daniel convert from one-time course sales where margins are obviously slimmer and it's a one-time deal into a SaaS play with a huge community that loves him and pays him every month and never churns. Daniel, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.